A week that saw a lot of Indian guys come to the fore and score spectacular goals in the Indian Super League. There's something else that's grabbing the headlines. Well, what are we talking about? We have that on this episode of Injury Time. Hey listener and welcome to a brand new episode of Injury Time. I'm your host Naveen and like always I've been joined by Nitin in the studio. Hello Nitin. Hey Naveen, great to be here. Thanks Nitin, it's great to have you on the show. And Sandeep joining us on a phone call from Bangalore as always. Hey Sandeep, how's it been? It's been great man. Uh, did my first ISL match of the season yesterday, so uh, all good. Yeah, how was the match? Quite an interesting game on the telly. I hope you had great fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, we'll come to that game. Sandeep was mentioning the Bengaluru versus Jamshedpur game. We'll talk about that, that game a little later. The first game on our cards is Delhi Dynamos up against Pune City FC or FC Pune City. Rana becoming the first Indian to score in this year's ISL, Nitin. And what a great way to start off your hero ISL scoring charts. An absolute stunner from Rana Garami. Naveen, what are your thoughts on his goal? Quite sensational to say the least. I enjoyed every bit of that goal, if not the match in the entirety. Sandeep, did you catch a glimpse of that game? What did you make of it? Yeah, um, Delhi game was actually quite entertaining. Uh, quite fast-paced, keep uh, in keeping with the good football that has been shown in the ISL this season. Uh, I, I personally thought Delhi was a little bit wasteful and they were punished for it. They had quite a few chances to score. Changte in particular was very effective uh, out on the left. He was beating people, but uh, again, the thing is he misses the, chance, uh, the chances that he got, a couple of them. Uh, conversion rate was bad, like I said before. But uh, in the end, it's actually an interesting game and uh, two very high-quality goals. One from a distance and the other uh, quick feed from Carlos for the equaliser from Pune's side. Good football when Dynamos hosted the Stallions, but not much of entertainment in Kolkata when they hosted Northeast United FC. It went down to the wire, last very moment of the game, when Northeast got that winner. That resulted in some crazy celebrations at the Salt Lake Stadium, Nathan. Yeah, another absolutely disappointing performance from ATK. Uh, but credit to Roland Borges and Northeast. I thought they were uh, pretty solid on the night. Ilko Shetori seems to have really got uh, his selection right, and I'm really looking forward to how they perform in the coming season. But uh, looking at the Indian goal scorers, a number of na- a number of household names have actually scored their debut goal in the ISL. Roland Borges scored his first ISL goal against ATK, and then you got Halicher and Nazari also uh, getting off the mark for Kerala Blasters. So. A lot of hopeful signs this week and I'm hoping for more of the same when the international break closes. Uh, Nathan, you just mentioned about Shitori getting his game plan right with Northeast. How much has this got to do with the fact that he's been with the team for quite some time? He was part of the squad last time round as well when Avram Ground was the coach. Yeah, um, I've been uh, reading a lot of his press conference articles and he's mentioned a lot that he didn't have much of a say last season and... Uh, coming into this season, he was put under a lot of pressure given Northeast's results in the previous season. So, I'm really impressed with what he has done. Um, Northeast look purposeful going forward. They, they have some kind of organization at the back. So, on the whole, very imp- impressive from Northeast, and I really feel that they could perhaps get their best ever finish in the league. Well, that game saw Roland Broger scoring his first ISL goal. Quite a thing about Broger's there. Another man who got his first goal, like Nathan mentioned, was Holly Chanazari for Kela Blaster. That coming up against Mumbai City FC, who finally managed to get a point this season. Pranjil Bhumik, what a goal that was, Sandeep. Quite a stunner, that. Yeah, a great goal to get them that one point. But uh, to be fair, Mumbai was totally outplayed. 
they got away with murder there basically because they were so poor uh, and kerala dominated on all aspects it just goes to show that uh, you just cannot keep changing coaches i guess in uh, in a sense that you keep changing coaches and it takes some time for them to adjust and get used to it uh, it's the same with uh, atk also i feel they're struggling a lot with the players that they have they really shouldn't be struggling but uh, sticking to this game i think uh, kerala now finally has moved on from whatever criticism berbatov used to have of david james they look like a good team uh, that sahil is playing well there is a good young player to come through there is a attachment that uh, he has with the crowd because he's one of, they think of him as one of themselves and that uh, only adds to the value of the club to to the uh, to the state and um, in the match in itself i thought uh, like i said kerala dominated maybe uh, that they could have avoided that goal dheeraj i mean he is still young he made a, i mean he looked lot more assured than he did in the first game and uh, although he still got some way to go i think it's a very good prospect that uh, what that what kerala is doing with the youngsters like sahil and the dheeraj they giving them chances so uh, so far so good for them i'll put them up there with the title contenders for the season this kerala teams looks determined to prove a point isn't it nathan quite a commendable performance against atk in that opening game week and then against mumbai also they should have won that game hands down but fortune did not favor the brave then yeah disappointing result for kerala i thought they were absolutely fabulous on the night um if you look at the kerala stadium their home fans gathered around in large numbers and it was really um it was really nice to see so many indian supporters at one stadium try and cheer on their home team uh, but david james has really done a good job so far uh, in the league he's set up his side well he's got uh, dheeraj singh to perform quite well for the past two games and then you've got the youngsters like sahal ahmed i mean he's been phenomenal so far he's very creative at the center of the park and then you've got uh, the two forwards in matej poplantic and slavisa stojanovic so uh, again getting the name right there yes again second time in a row so but uh, looking at kerala they look like a formidable force this season uh, i was disappointed that they didn't get the three points against mumbai but um, if there was one way to level things off in pranjal bhumi did it spectacularly sandeep do you see this kerala team go the distance this time round or do you see mumbai coming back and springing up a surprise yeah uh, of course i think the kerala team can go all the way this year because of the way they've played so far and i think they've along with the goa and maybe even northeast for that matter played one of the best better footballs uh, looked comfortable um, for most of the game mumbai on the other hand has a lot of work to do they need to get their defense in order because it's really not up to scratch kerala fans this year uh, in the previous match they had a banner thanking everyone who helped them out during the floods which was a big disaster that struck the state which is i thought a touch of class but um, in general i think what is important or what is interesting about the kerala fans is uh, that they they are always cheering for good football it doesn't really matter to them i mean obviously they'll support the home side but at some level if you score a good goal against them they'll always appreciate and uh, that's i think a touch of class from their end uh, i remember having a chat with sunil last year after they had uh, the match against kerala blasters the day before uh, the new years and uh, although they won he, i remember him telling me that it wasn't an intimidating atmosphere for to play in because you know they were generally uh, nice and then uh, they appreciated whenever bfc played good football they applauded the 
goals as well and he even made it a point to rally his team to thank every all the fans in the stadium because although they do support their own home side the, they are appreciative of good football which i think is always a good touch to have well uh, when you talk about the blasters fan there's another conversation i remember with alwyn the analyst as bfc he rem- i remember he telling me that kerala might see a lot of people coming and watching the matches but it's not intimidating primarily because they love good football beat their own team or beat the opposition these guys just cheer good football so that's one good thing to see isn't it sandeep yeah absolutely because you know um, there is it this is what makes uh, the football in this country interesting because you have places like uh, bangalore or kolkata where you can go and then uh, it's very intimidating for the away team because the fans are always standing and there is a cohesiveness or a method to the madness on the on the stands and it's all you know well done and well drilled and they sing songs and stuff like that and uh, although kerala does do that uh, they do appreciate good football which is always something nice and uh, just shows the diversity in the culture and it's something very nice uh, personally for me I, i find it very interesting i'm not sure maybe blasters fan would uh, sorry blasters players would think a little bit more intimidating thing would be better but that's just the way it is and uh, i i think it's great Well, rightly put, there are different things in different parts of the country. That is what makes India a beautiful country, isn't it? Well, moving on with more football, you had Chennai, the defending champions, off to a worst possible start to their title defence. Another loss in their second game of the season. This time, going one-three down to FC Goa. Sandeep, what's happening with the defending champions? They're missing Danpal Ganesh. I think uh, that is the simplest way that I can put it, and uh, probably the best way also to put it because. If you see the two center midfielders that they used uh, there that was uh, Anirudh Thapa and German Preet Singh they did not have a great game and if you don't have a good midfield uh, two strong midfielders to kind of anchor your team uh, you are always going to get overrun by Goa because they are so good at moving the ball they are so smart they are so quick also they have got good foreign players uh, if you see the first goal that Bedia scored uh, Anirudh Thapa or German Preet someone who should have been there trying to put a challenge in the second one was also uh you know chorus movement and the third one is just a flick on and they kind of switched off at the back post so it is difficult header but uh, at the same time it's all goals that they could have potentially avoided and i think they probably would have avoided last season uh, what is also interesting is uh, goa um, people always talk about uh, you know they are not defensively sound but if you are so good with the ball and you are attacking like this then i guess one goal considered is not such a big deal uh then on a striker front i would like to mention uh, koromenas like what a player he's become and uh, what a player he's been over the last two years as well it, especially his movement it's so smart he takes people away and he's got just got just about everything like you, in that game alone you could see his awareness uh, his movement for the second goal this little shimmy to beat the defender Uh, he can uh, in the first match he dribbled past the two three of them so he can dribble he can head he can finish he's arriving at the right time his positioning is great he takes people away with him and he he's just a great player to have and i think a little bit of what has happening at lanzarote you can see perhaps he's not getting the same kind of movement in atk that he got with coromenas last year which is kind of showing why he is not firing on all cylinders and at the same time at the other end is jj in uh, chennai who is kind of still struggling a bit uh, actually struggling a lot uh, he had two great chances in chen against bangalore last week and this week also he was substituted in the end i think uh, did not really have a good game his finishing is not up to par which is 
uh, and, and he's never been a player who's all that's too much involved in the game he's always in and out and someone who i always like to think of as a ghost in the box who just appears here and there suddenly just to make that finish and uh, for some reason it's not working out for him which is kind of worrying for india going into the asia cup nitin jj has been off color for a while but one person who's really impressed in these two games for goa has been their goalkeeper mohammad nawaz another commendable performance against the defending champions yeah he was uh, quite impressive uh, but i would like to make the case that he could have been sent off in the last 10 minutes uh, he made a reckless challenge on i think it was carlos salo completely Salom. unnecessary yeah, completely unnecessary but uh, he did uh, manage to make a brilliant save off that resulting free kick but uh, on the whole good performance he needs to probably seal some of the cracks he makes I, in the first game he made a sloppy mistake to give away northeast's first goal so um, and sergio labera also has admitted that uh, he needs to improve on his uh, decision making skills but he's got a lot of talent and ability and uh, i really see him cement his starting berth in goa this season uh, but talking about chennai uh, being a chennai at myself i was extremely disappointed with their performance uh, they were overrun in midfield ahmed jaho and andu bidia were just uh, playing them f- for kids i mean uh, anirudhappa he's been so exceptional for chennai and in- and international team this year but uh, he was awful against goa and uh, i think chennai are really missing the services of danpal ganesh like sandeep mentioned and um, henry k sereno at the back so and this is if i'm not mistaken uh, chennai have lost two games in a row for the first time again uh, under john gregory so worrying signs for chennai but uh, i fully believe that they will come good once the international break cruises sandeep to touch on mohammad nawaz a little more are you surprised to see him start ahead of ralte if not lakshmikanth kattimani in the goa side yeah a little bit surprised that he's starting ahead of ralte because they bought him in with uh, uh, when they bought him i thought it was because he was probably one of the better goalkeepers with the ball at his feet and could really help him out uh, maybe he's not completely fit i think i read something to that uh, effect somewhere uh, while i was doing some research but uh, yeah i mean at the end of the day goalkeepers they have to come in and then they have to taste take a claim and it's also a difficult position and this guy is so young uh, he's made uh, one very bad mistake last game and uh, this game also one small mistake again there uh, but you will only learn through making mistakes and uh, it's good that he's making mistakes while they are still winning uh, if they lost the game then maybe the whole world would fall on him and blame him for his loss but at the moment it seems like he's kind of holding on and and it's quite a punishing thing also a goalkeeper mistake is generally fatal so uh, in that sense i hope he can learn quickly and then you know progress uh, into the ranks of dhiraj and other such players who are slightly ahead of him in the pecking order well great things happening for fc goa not much for the defending champions chennai now moving on to the team that lost in that final last year round bengaluru fc they were up against jamshedpur fc this time round their star player tim k hill was in the side making his start making his debut for jamshedpur fc sandeep you were there at the game what was the atmosphere like what did you make of the whole 90 minutes if not more yeah again uh, it was an interesting game um, played well uh, three goals in the last 10 minutes always exciting Uh, when such things happen um, chunil hit the post when they were leading 2-1 probably could have killed the game there but a great header from him to put them to one ahead in the first place and uh, two goals from uh, jamshedpur one from gaurav mukhi with who was who just uh, like half a yard i think he made half a yard on saran who had an absolutely brilliant game 
uh, taking care of Cahill, who was one of the biggest talking points coming into the game. But uh, during the game in itself, I don't think Cahill did much. Uh, to be fair, he didn't have any great service. Uh, but what we really expected from Jamshedpur in this game was then for them to pass the ball around and they bought a few Spanish midfielders and keep control of the ball. But I think having Cahill up there, they kind of figured and took the easy option to escape the press, just chip the ball towards him. And uh, Saran, like I said, Saran, Parthalu, Beke, Juanan, in between them, they managed to quite easily nullify Cahill completely um, until he went off. I don't think they did much once he went off. Once the substitutions happened in the second game, I mean, second half, that's when uh, Jamshedpur started to, you know, kind of get some foothold in the game. Uh, I personally think uh, perhaps uh, BSC's defense is still a little bit of a question mark in, in a sense because... I think uh, Nishu has a lot to do to improve there. You could see in the match, I mean, his goal was brilliant. And the technique that he used, he surprised uh, Jerry, muscled him out of the way, and then hit the volley to get that goal. And it is an awkward volley also. It is not something that's set up very well for him. So to generate that power and accuracy, it is a great goal. But uh, again, the issue comes with the fact that uh, Nishu defensively continues to be a question mark. And uh, hopefully he can solve that and then we can see some uh, good performances in that sense. Definitely, Sandeep. Like, even in the past, you have seen that going forward, this man has been really good. Even in that AFC Cup competition in the past few years, he's produced some quality performance going front, going in the attack. But defensively, he's been poor and he's continued to be poor. That is what has really surprised me because in a team like Bengaluru FC that demands high quality from their players, it's surprising to see that this man at least defensively, has not improved over the years. And I think that is something Carlos will have to work with his boys and his defenders in particular if he has to improve as a player, as a footballer and as a prospective Indian player going ahead. Yeah, but uh, I don't know how much more uh, Bangalore FC can actually do with him because uh, he's been. we've been watching him for four years. And in that time, we've seen so many players come in. We've seen Beke come in and obviously he's improved. Shubhashish has come in. He's improved as well. Uh, you can make an argument that Chetri, he, not just an argument, I think when Chetri came in five years ago, he was not the player that he is today. I mean, everyone across the board has improved. Uh, I So I do not think it is a problem with the coaching staff. I just think it is him who has to take responsibility and make sure that he doesn't switch off during games, and that he does the defensive things, which is ideally what he's supposed to do as a left-back. That's his first job, and do that properly. Uh, the other option was always going to be put him on the left side of midfield, so that he's away from the goal, his mistakes is not that uh, problematic, and have a left-back behind him. But unfortunately, they lost uh, Subhashish, so which kind of leaves them with uh, Nishu as their first-choice left-back. Uh, so he really has to uh, buckle down himself and decide to do it the right way. And then he should decide that he needs to improve. Well, that's about it when it comes to Indian Super League. We are done with the games, at least for now. We move into the international break and the Indian team is in action. Well, more about that on other side of this break. Hey, Lashna, and welcome back to Injury Time, your one-stop shop for everything Indian football. Nathan, India take on China, a big game, especially given the Asian Cup is just a few months from now. What should India expect going into this game? It will be a difficult task, to say the least. Yeah, no doubt about it. China, uh, they're a very good side. They're ranked better than India at the moment, and... Uh, I don't expect India to come away from this game with the victory, but I at least expect him to put in a good fight. Um, expecting Sunil Chetri and Sandesh and the usual suspects to um, lead their side from the front and try and get some kind of positive result. 
victory doesn't have to be the primary agenda, but uh, Constantine really needs to assess some of the fringe players in his squad and really identify if they are ready to travel with the squad for the all-important AFC Asian Cup. Well, the Asian Cup is due in January. Sandeep, coming to you, is this right to say that Constantine should have his starting eleven ready by now for the competition? I'm talking about the Asian Cup, not the friendly year. Or do you see more experiments happening? I personally think uh, that he should know, Constantine should know his best team by now because we're just months away from the Asian Cup and uh, he's been here for over two, three years. So he really should know the best team by now. Uh, I hope he plays this this team that is going to play in the Asia Cup in the next match and the ones after, if there is any preparatory matches going just before the Asian Cup as well. I think they really need to step it up uh, because you can't keep chopping and changing one player coming in and coming out. Uh, one of the interesting thing is Eugene Sen, I did not see his name in the in the list of players who are there. And although, because, and it, it's a good thing, I'm not saying it as a complaint, it's a good thing because he has to show his, you know, fitness and his form is back to where it was before he got injured. And till the such time, it's only fair that uh, he stays out. So in, in that sense, I think there are a couple of good decisions made where they've gone for uh, form instead of names. And uh, hopefully that he will know this is the best team and keep playing them only going forward from now. Well, Sandeep, talking more about the opponents here, China's coached by Marcelo Lepi, a big name in there, but is the team doing well? Yeah, and uh, opposition China is a pretty interesting thing. It's I think it's a blueprint of something that we should look, uh, have an eye on so that we don't fall into that trap because Chinese football um, is not at its uh, what it used to be. Maybe that we can call and or at Zenith when they qualified for the World Cups. Uh, the underlining idea of Chinese Super League and all the money that was pumped into it was to get the the Chinese national team into the World Cup and then go and push forward and actually go and try to win the World Cup. Uh, They failed to qualify this time around in the World Cup that just passed. Uh, But the problem that they're having with this, their approach is very similar to the Indian football approach, which is kind of a top-down approach. Their Super League is on top, a lot of money there, and then hopefully it trickles down and gets new players. What uh, the problem that they're facing now is they do not have enough uh, good strikers in their system because every club has gone for a foreign striker, which is something that India has done and continues to do. Although we do have a lot of uh, Indian attackers on the wide areas and sometimes even in the center playing a little bit more often than maybe the Chinese players do. Uh, and we are also not getting the same level of foreigners to come in like Iniesta and Fernando Torres and all. Uh, they're not at the same, you know, they are too big a level and too big players that... India don't maybe can afford but shouldn't because we should be more interested in helping our Indian boys. Uh, the speaking of the team in itself, uh, they are coached by the World Cup winner with Italy, Marcelo Lippi, who's been with them for two years or so. And he's other than just complaining about the striking options, he's also complained about the fact that there are no youngsters to look out for. So most of the players are in their late 20s. I think the last time they played the match, uh, the average age was 29.27, uh, which is quite old. And he's not looking and seeing youngsters coming in. Uh, they have hired Hiddink now to take over the under-21 side. And they've also invested a lot more in the youth systems. Uh, one of the things that they've interestingly done with the Chinese Super League is if you bring a foreign player, uh, you have to pay the, like let's say for 10 million, you have to invest 10 million in youth system. Because they figured it out by now that they need youngsters to come up. It's not the foreigners who sells the ticket at the long run. They need their own stars. They need to build their own stars. So hopefully India can learn from it and then go directly through it. 
hopefully india can go ahead and uh, learn from china's mistakes and uh, avoid those pitfalls and then we can go up uh, we do have a good a lot of youngsters who are getting chances in the isl and hopefully when the i league starts that they will have chances there as well and uh, hopefully uh, we will miss you know kind of jump over the traps that china have and learn from them well sandeep i'm trying to say this team led by sunil chetri a man who's aging like a fine wine has a chance going into that friendly if not win it at least eke a point the match in itself i think uh, it's going to be very difficult for india uh, because china whatever have whatever you say about them at the end of the day they're still kind of ahead of india in the pecking order of asian teams um, in terms of uh, infrastructure and talent and all that kind of stuff but it wouldn't be impossible i wouldn't be really that surprised if they managed to get out a draw if they defend well and maybe even get a goal here or there but it wouldn't be that big of a surprise for me if uh, they managed to take a point like you know uh, finish the match in a draw or something like that because yeah because china has played in 15 matches in the last 15 matches they won only 5 and they have lost 6 of them and their wins have come against philippines uzbekistan qatar uh, which was last year and thailand and myanmar so not the most difficult of teams that they've won against uh, although they've lost against quite a good number of teams so maybe maybe india has a very small chance there all right not as threatening as they used to be this is what sandeep has to say about china the match is on saturday the 13th of october when india travel to beijing for that friendly against china well we'll get you all of that on the next episode of injury time but we're not done yet we have a few questions that our listeners guys you had to ask our panel So how could we just ignore them? So it's time that we get your questions answered. Okay, Sandeep, uh, this first question is for you. Uh, this is from Tejas, uh, who's been a regular at Injury Time over the past few weeks. Uh, his question for you is: Is Gaurav Mukhi really sixteen, and does he never age? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe he's like uh, Shahid Afridi. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, I met him after the game. Um, to be honest, I I didn't think he looked sixteen. but then now you never know you're right so but there is overwhelming evidence that there is some uh, fraudulent activities that have gone with him being named as 16 because uh, in 2015 he played in the sub junior nationals uh, and for jharkhand and they actually won the title and then they had to uh, kind of relinquish it because aif found out that the the five or six players of their team were actually older than what they were said Uh, i think it happened because seven of them were picked for the national camp uh, ahead of the under 17 world cup in india just to have a look at how good they are and five of these people uh, one of them who is rumored to be uh, gaurav mukhi only confessed to the fact that they are not uh, 15 at that time and uh, he played last year for jfc uh, reserves uh, six goals in 10 matches was his return but at the end of the day if you look at it in a sense that when when i spoke to him he said he played for mobilen sporting and two three other clubs i don't remember the names but he mentioned two three clubs if he is 16 now and he's already played for all these clubs and we know that he played one year for sure with jamshedpur before it's just not possible that he is 16 uh, and i hope it's a typo in the website that he's actually 26 or something but hey, there is like it's it will be quite difficult to actually believe that he is 16 with so many evidence that Like if he had to play four or five clubs by this time, he should have started playing around eleven for their teams. So uh, I don't think that is a possibility there. Well, one thing that came out of this whole Gaurav Mukhi scenario yesterday on Sunday was 
I became a part of a lot of trolls, and there were guys who suggested that I could apply for the under 19 trials. People do believe in my talents, Sundi. People do believe in my talent. Yeah, of course you could. Now that you are an MDFA player in the first division, I think you should really apply for uh, whatever football jobs that you can. Of course, clearly, going there. <laughs> clearly, they've never seen you play. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on with more questions here, Sun. Nitin, this one's for you. Navid Ahmed, another regular listener of our pod, is asking, when ISL teams qualify for playoffs, their remaining matches becomes a dead rubber. Do you think the table toppers should get an incentive like a continental spot? Uh, as long as the playoff system is in place, uh, no. I feel the winners and the runners-up should uh, deservedly get the playoff spot. But uh, I generally hope that the ISL does change its system in the next few years and takes a general league approach because uh, at the end of the day it's it's the league and the winner of the league is the one who performs consistently throughout so i yeah uh, i would suggest that within at least two three years the isl shifts to a traditional league format and then the top two teams can go on to play the afc cups the the fundamental flaw i feel uh, with the isl structure is that the top four teams go into the semifinals and the two of them go and play in the final. So what is the incentive for a team to finish first or a team to finish fourth if all you're looking to is to get to the top four? Now, uh, there are options, ways around it. You can always have a stepladder format or something where the top team gets uh, two chances instead of one chance uh, against a team. Uh, something similar to what the IPL is doing. But uh, the league structure, any league in the world is run on the fact that the most consistent team wins the league and the team that performs well in cup competitions on the days that they play are the ones that win the cup. Consistency is not something that is very, very high on the priority list for a cup tournament. Because you, you've seen uh, Real Madrid win three Champions Leagues and they won only one league at the same time. Or when Chelsea won the Champions League, they were outside the top four. So the, all these things can happen in cup competition, but not in a league, which is what we're looking at here. So uh, last year, Gurpreet made some statements uh, after losing to Chennai, saying that we were the best team in the sea for the season, and I think we have won the league when they haven't. So what we are looking at here is a team who is uh, they are trying to kind of integrate a cup and the league system together, which I don't think works very well because you end with the cup final and then the super cup starts, and that's like a cup final to another cup, so it's not very exciting in that sense. So I think you need to uh, restructure the whole format. Uh, the I. I think they also kind of took this idea from the uh, franchise sport, the structure that US has, or even Australia for that matter. But the difference is they play in the US and all, they play in two divisions, the East Conference and the Western Conference, and the winner of that conference is crowned as the champion of the league. And then they play a playoff to win the Super Bowl or to win the NBA crown, whatever it may be, because they've already achieved something, and then they go on to the playoffs. So that part where the achievement is not recognized here, so hopefully they can change it soon. Well, I think Navid will be quite happy with this answer. You had both the guys contrasting opinions, but both making enough points to back their case. Well, there's one more question, and Sandeep, this is coming your way. Spandan Roy wants to know, how can India avoid cases like Gaurav Mukhi? If he was truly 16, he should have been playing the under-16 AFC Championship and not the ISL. Well, that's the million-dollar question, isn't it? And uh, A deep breath. <laughs> I am not very sure what we can do to stop it unless the smallest body, the state and district organizations uh, leading up to the national organizations can 
do something to stop uh, rampant age fraud because this is not something unique to football this is not something that is a unique case either across sports because it we see time and again even last year i think minerva ozone uh, had a problem ozone fc while playing one of the youth leagues they were i think uh, they were asked to leave because they had an over uh, overage players and it's not just them there are so many instances of the same thing Uh, not really sure what you can do e- even in the under 17 world cup before the world cup was there one of the players were cut from the squad because i think they found out towards the end that he was overage and they were having an mri thing and uh, you know new technologies to see age uh, the, the the growth and how old they were and stuff like that but in general i think it has to start from the smallest segment and then go up uh, and that is the only way to do it and it also asks the question like you we speak about the exposure trips and the money that is spent on let's say 25 30 kids who they uh, take her all around the world hoping that these guys can become the you know top players but if you are actually uh, somebody who's older than he is and is coming down and then you know representing the nation nation at that level you are one one of the players loses their spot one of the under 16 under 15 whatever player he may be loses the spot and this player it's also kind of cheating and you go to international competitions they will they will not be tolerant about it they'll throw you out immediately and it's an embarrassing situation so uh, i hope that they can rectify this soon well no clear answers there from us because we are not part of the administration but that's one thing that we can assure you that next week we'll be back with a new episode and not just that this time round injury time extras back sandeep you spoke to demas delgado how was the interview Yeah, it was a great experience. Uh, I mean, it is a, uh, to talk to Dimas. Uh, I always think of him as one of the better midfielders when he's on his game in the country. Uh, so hopefully, uh, everyone else enjoyed it as much as I did. Uh, we speak about a lot of things, right? From you know the Indian football all the way to his time in Spain, the reasons why he had to leave Barcelona, uh, the relationship that he shares still with players like Boyan and uh, Sergio Busquets, and all these uh, other. bits that we managed to find from his life in Spain so i think it will be uh, interesting and hopefully everyone can have fun will you make a sound that to be really interesting i'm looking forward to that nitin are you yes really looking forward to dimas's interview bit and big fan of him for bangalore and uh, really looking forward to what he has to say well that will be out this weekend listeners so injury time extra coming out with a new episode this weekend and injury time back with a new episode next week with everything that happened in that india versus china game Until then have a great week and enjoy the game